are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Well, look at here. <laughs> we made it back from the natural state to the Magnolia state and on your radio on a Reaction Monday. Welcome into the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team, your local hometown heroes. Be your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. There when you need them, all hours of the day and night. Welcome in, welcome in on this Reaction Monday. Goodness gracious alive. Let me just say this, okay? If you're going to play one of those three to two type of ball games that has become so infamous over the years that Auburn and Mississippi State had, you know, way back when, if you're going to play one of those, you might as well win it, right? Isn't that, isn't that the truth? Hey! Play the fight song when you can. That's my whole philosophy right there. <laughs> Seven to three. I mean, a win is a win, right? Like, I can't tell you how many people at church uh, yesterday morning and last night said to us, hey, man, uh, a win is a win. And <laughs> so what did you think about that? State gets a win on the road. I, I mean, and they had to have it. It doesn't matter what the score is, but it's one that State absolutely had to have. And, and you know, I'm not so sure that Arkansas didn't need it just as bad, if not worse, because it was a home game for them. And they already fired somebody since the ball game. They already fired someone. And so more on that coming up. Get on in here today. You can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. You can either text the show or call the show. That way I get to hear your voice on this Reaction Monday. Or you could... Comment on the live stream, the Murray West live thread, if you're over there watching on YouTube or Facebook. Hey to y'all. How y'all doing? Feel free to type in a comment, post it, and I'll see it right here. We can bring it in and be a part of the show that way. Text me on the country pleasing text line. This is a live radio show. If you're hearing my voice right now in the middle of the day in the Jackson metro area, that means this, we, you're running right alongside us. We're live, and so you can text the show and get in that way. I'll give you the number. Here it is, 601 number, 885-3776. Got it? 601 number, 885-3776. Or you could call us on the Divinity phone. That number, 995-1059. 601 number, 995-1059. So feel free to get in here. First up today on this Reaction Monday, is, you know how we do here on Monday. We kind of take the show we go, hey, we're on for two hours, and go and just plop it down in your lap, and you can do with it what you want. Sven on the Murray West live thread. Go to murraywest.com. Need your logo embroidered on anything, custom apparel or whatever. They are a contract embroidery company right here in the state of Mississippi, and that's where you need to go. Anywhere in the state of Mississippi, you need something. Ask any high school. Trust me, and you can check it out there, murraywest.com, how to get in contact, get quotes right there. Murray West, M-U-R-R-Y, West.com. Sven says, Hail State, everyone. Can I believe what I had to witness on Saturday? We won. That's a fact. But we are a bad football team. <laughs> That's a fact, too. Sven says, uh, but many injuries in a year one staff, I'll give them a pass. And, you know, look, here's what happened. You ready? 
without Will Rogers playing, you know, offense, playing quarterback for you. You call a, have to call a different type of game. It's a totally different game of play calls for Mike Wright as your quarterback versus Will Rogers as your quarterback. So that was a change. It was a difference. The defense with a week off and an extra week to prepare was better than they have been. Listen, State's defense was better than they have been. They were. I can prove it. We can watch a film. I'll show you. State's defense was better than they have been. At the same time, Arkansas's offense was awful. And when you combine that, State's defense is better than they have been. Arkansas's offense was awful. You get three points for Arkansas, and that came on a short field after an interception on the first series of the game for Mississippi State. And outside of that, they couldn't do on offense. State, for the first time this year, and I would even include the season opener against Southeastern Louisiana. I would include that game, too, when I say this. For the first time this year, State's defense, for a full four quarters, pushed the other guy around. State was more physical on the front. They pushed their offensive linemen around. They knocked them around. On the edge, tight ends couldn't block safeties. Listen, go back and watch early in that game. Sean Preston, I'm kind of looking forward to doing this film study because I'll focus on stuff we don't normally focus on in the film study videos, which is a lot of scoring plays and offensive explosions, right? No, we get to focus on other stuff. Like Sean Preston, a safety, playing an edge rusher at times in the first half, kind of like you know when they're mixing and matching personnel, and he's standing up there tight end, knocking him in the backfield. That guy's twice his size. I mean, there was one time when the Arkansas tight end got a holding call because he couldn't block the safety. Sean Preston, who's intercepting balls 30 yards downfield later in the game. State was more physical. And, um, you know, Arkansas moved it some, but they never could get over that hump. And part of the reason is up front there, Arkansas's offensive linemen were getting whipped. You can't say you can even go back and watch Southeastern Louisiana and State's defense was not whipping per se their offensive linemen. So that's a fact. Now the other flip side of this is it was the first game this year where State's special teams weren't good. So first time this year where State's special teams unit wasn't the phase of the game that was the best phase of the game. I said the first time this year. That you had a missed field goal. That you you make that. We're not even. It's you know, we go get a cup of coffee late in the fourth quarter, but he missed it. You know, you miss a field goal. The punting was poor. It's the first time since spring that this group of punters has had poor punts one after the other. I I don't know what you chalk that up to, uh, really. So that was one thing. And then you go to offense and and. Yeah, look, it's there's sort of this built-in excuse for State's offense, right, that, you know, with two weeks to prepare, I get it, because of the open date, it's your first game out without Will Rogers, the first game out for Mike Wright to play every snap. He has started and played a lot of football in his career, but it's the first time to do it here, start on this team, play on this team, run every play. And... Um, at times some good things, at times some bad. But the big issue offensively was how sloppy it was. And I I don't have a clear answer for you on what was causing all the snap problems late in the game. 
You know, somebody told me, well, on television, they said it was the crowd noise. Listen, I was there. The crowd noise was not an issue. I mean, it shouldn't have been. Okay, really. It's, they can say there were 70,000 people there. There weren't anywhere close to 70,000. There were maybe forty-five or 50,000 people there. That's my honest opinion. And the, the fans weren't in the end zones. You could see that on TV. The fans they did have were on the sidelines. It's just it was not a noise issue, even though it did get loud. Um, something else was going on because it happened out in the field later on. And, again, everybody's talking about, okay, the f- penalty that State was fortunate to get or else their defense would have won the game for them, right, on that scoop and score. Well, the reason that happened is because the receiver was going out to his position. He wasn't set yet, and the quarterback's waiting for him to get set, and the ball gets snapped. Same thing that happened on the goal line. Something was making Cole Smith snap the ball early. That's what was going on. Something was making him snap it early, whether it's a guy replicating snap count. you know. But, again, from my vantage point, the snap count is what? <laughs> Clapping your hands. And if somebody's replicating that with their hands on defense, that would be really easy for an official to see. So I don't know what that was. But I do know this. After it happens a couple of times, you have to have a way to adjust. And that is go to a verbal snap count or something, even if it is loud. Okay, because people have been playing football for 100 years in front of really loud fans, having to figure out a way to snap the ball without jumping, you know, and having false starts and snap infractions. And they couldn't seem to get out of it. So it just had this incredibly sloppy look to it <laughs> offensively. And there was some, you know, some, there were some good things in the game. So my overall is State was in a position where it doesn't matter how you win that game. You know, four to three, seven to three, ten to seven, one to nothing. You know, states in position. You, you take it however you can get it. Go back home and worry about the next one. But did it show that state still after an open date they are a team that has so far to go? Yeah, they really do. The good news is state's defense did play much better. They did, and you know, again, how much you chalk it up to Arkansas? sleepwalking at times in the game offense. I don't know, but I know that you could tell. Number one, K.J. Jefferson does not have confidence in the offense at that point. Earlier in the year, they looked good. They went to Baton Rouge and put up 31 points. He doesn't have confidence in that offense. But more importantly, you could tell that in that game especially, because State was playing better defensively than they have at any point this year. He had no confidence in the players around him. He just didn't. And they, the offensive coordinator yesterday, fired him, Dan Enos. Happy trails to you. Here's a $3 million check. Thanks for playing. And sometimes it's good to be a failure. If you're in the right job, I guess. Depending on somebody else. Go ahead on. That's a good way to make a living. All right. Flipping it over. We'll get to more of your comments, more of your uh, we'll get to your text messages coming up, Jake and Nick and Teddy and MSU1980 and Nunya and everybody else. And then on the live thread, the Murray West live thread, Debbie and Mark and Michael and Chuck and Jimmy and everybody, I'm coming to your comments. Right now, we're going to head over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Judy, hanging on line one. Judy, thanks for hanging on. What's up? 
I was going to make one, if, if I could make one positive comment about <laughs> State Games Saturday. Yeah, she please put do. me on. Please do. We won. <laughs> are you saying are you saying that that's really all that matters? <laughs> no. No. Well, it's not the only thing that matters. It, it, it's the best thing that happened yeah, to us Saturday right. is right. that we had more points than Arkansas had. That's right. No, as a I love my right. Bulldogs. I'll say that anytime I get on the air, anytime I talk to anybody, Bulldogs are number one in my heart, other than my family and my Lord, my Lord and my family. But we came out with a win, this, and that's exactly in the record right. book, it's going to be one SEC victory instead of another SEC loss. That's right. That's right. That's my positive. There you go. Thanks, Judy. You're exactly can right. You, can you tell me if you have an update on Will Rogers? You know, I don't have any sort of official update. You know, there's a lot of talk out there. It it sounded like, based on some of the stuff I heard, it sounded like it really is a week-to-week thing. You know, I don't know how hopeful they are for him this week or not. Uh, I do know that later in the year they're very hopeful that they get him back on the field playing. Like, um, I know that. Again, if it happens or not, we'll see. But I know they're hopeful that at some point, you know, in November – He's able to put a uniform on and go play for you. Okay. Yeah. I was at a travel ball tournament for each of my grandsons Saturday. Thankfully, they were both in Louisville on the same area. So we got to exercise our necks and keep watching one field and then the other. One of the people, one of the dads attending the game said he had heard Will was out for the year. Hmm. I just hope and pray that's not true because it would mean a very bad injury for him. Right. But right yeah. did okay yeah. in the game Saturday and we came out with a victory. So mark one up in the win column, SEC win for state. That's it. Thank you, Judy. Great that's to it. hear from you. Call me. Have anytime. a great week. You too. Yeah, and uh somebody mentioned Sean Preston. Defensively it's Obuki Watson is defensive player of the week in the SEC. Very rightfully so. At, at the end of the game, we gave co-players you know, players of the game to Bookie Watson and Sean Preston. I thought Preston was just – he was good from the first quarter to the last quarter, just made play. You saw him making plays in the backfield. You saw him making breakups and tackles downfield. You saw him make a pick late. Uh, he was everywhere for State in the game. All right, over to line two on the Divinity phone, State grad 98. Thanks for hanging on. What's up? I'm going to tell you, Mr. White. Uh, first of all, I want to say this. Usually, um, you know, I watch the games on you know, TV and stuff, but in you know, the last couple of weeks, I've had a whole different situation. And I'll, I'll call you later in the week and we'll talk more about that. Okay. But usually, one game every year that I um, actually listen to and don't watch is the state Arkansas game. And I'll and usually I'll watch the first half and maybe we're not doing so well. And the second half, you know, I'll usually listen to. And I just want to compliment you. What a great job you did the second half. And I will say that you are, and, and, I, and I hope you take this with all due respect because it's, it's, it, I mean it. I mean it truly. 
of the Wildman's two hundred color analyst is by far my favorite uh, color analyst. He, he will get in there with his thanks take, and he'll be real. <laughs> he'll be real. <laughs> yeah. But the way you, but the way you do it, especially. I don't know what it is with uh, me listening to state games with, uh, you know, with Arkansas. But you do a heck of a job, and I appreciate the, uh, you know, the job you do with um, being critical when when critical is being needed. Yeah. And, and before I go, and before I go, I want to say this: State fans, we won. It doesn't matter who was quarterback. Mike Wright didn't have a great game, but it doesn't matter. Will wasn't available. Let's celebrate the win. Let's not. But well, we should have lost. We should have lost. But we didn't. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. Yep. Let's just be happy we won. And back in the win column. There you go. Congratulate uh, Coach Zach Lynette on getting his first uh, SEC win. Yep. And hopefully we can build from it. Because obviously there's a lot of things especially from the defensive side that we can build for. Arkansas, yeah, they look like doing the headlights, but how much of that was because of our defense? Listen, I, I'm going to tell you, um, State grad, some of it was State's defense. There is no question. There is no question. Arkansas's offensive players and their offensive staff did not expect for State's defense to come in that game and play that way. There was nothing this year and there was nothing on film against a previous SEC opponent that gave anybody any indication that State's defense was about to do that. Now, yes, Arkansas struggled, but it absolutely had something to do with it. I'm just telling you, like we you if you listen to the game, you know, the first half, we're sitting there watching the first half unfold. We hit halftime and I told Neil on the broadcast that is the best half of football the defense has played hands down. And yes, it had something to do. Yep. And so I, I know that, you know, part of Arkansas's problem, I would think, is that they're not to the point where offensively they have a certain standard they play to every week, regardless of who they're playing. They are inconsistent. Well, because of that, they came into this game, and there's no question they thought it was going to be pretty easy to move the ball on state because the film showed you it was easy. And State was shot out of a cannon defensively. That coaching staff, whatever they did during the open date and and leading into that game to get that defense ready to play, they they deserve a ton of credit because it was like a different team than some of the previous games we've seen this year defensively. Appreciate, yeah. appreciate the phone call, State grad. Thank you very much, and I appreciate the kind right. words as well. Right. Yeah. Call me anytime. Yeah, call me later in the week. On the uh, Murray West live thread, Gene's on Facebook, and he says, Buki Watson, Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, we mentioned that. Hats off to him. The Alabama kid from Maplesville, Alabama, right there in Peach Country, Chilton County. All right, let's hit the uh, the um, country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. Nick says, did Arnett take over the defensive play calling? Because that sure looked more like his scheme. Nick says also, if the offense plays like that again, we may be looking at another 3-2 to two game. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you get one game under your belt, the next one will be a little easier, you know, just, just from a preparation and kind of knowing what you are. But they've got a long way to go offensively. You can see that. Lots of kinks to work out. But there's potential there. There's real potential there with Mike Wright, the way he can run the ball. 
I mean, there is. And, you know, you made the early mistake throwing it. They've got to do a good job play calling to design throws for him where it's not a full field read, but based off play action, you know, he's got one or two defenders he's reading and then make a quick decision. Did he take over the defensive play calling? I don't know. Uh, that's not been confirmed. I wasn't down there, so I don't know if he did or not. And and let me just say this, Nick, before we go much further, um, I'm sure there will be a lot of talk about that among the fan base. There always is, you know, those kinds of things. Let me just tell you, and this isn't to just downplay it completely, because there is obviously something to the whole play calling thing. But I think if we're not careful, you know, unless you hear it, from them that it was a major deal. You just got to consider, I mean, every game this year, he's on the, Arnett's on the sideline with a headset on, communicating directly with Matt Brock and every other defensive coach. He can call anything he wants to call during any game. He can make any change he wants to make during any game. So we would be probably, if we spent a bunch of time on the idea that, oh, Zach Arnett took over defensive play calling, that's when they play better. That would be a, a misuse of our time. That, that would be an exaggeration. He's been involved in a play calling all year. He's a head coach. And, and, and look, defense is different than offense. There's only so many ways you can line up <laughs> defensively. It's, it, it's really a matter of, like, when. Okay, when do we want to blitz? When do we want to zero? And, you know, a head coach can interject in that at any time during a ball game, so don't make a lot out of who's calling what on defense. It's not like offense. It's just not. All right, just getting started with y'all. A ton of text to get to. We're going to do that next. Your comments on the Murray West Live thread and more on this Monday. Stick around. From the amazing hits. That one is huge. Amazing play. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. Here we go. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Uh, Jake from Yazoo texts the show and says, Matt, Always a good road trip when your team wins. Rebs win, too. Yeah, they went over to Auburn and got themselves a win. That that was one of the games that kind of went the way everybody thought it would go, right? And then said, uh, and Sunday football was great. How about the Eagles just putting it on the Dolphins? You know, don't look, <clears throat> sometimes in the NFL you like it when that happens, where it goes like, hey, here's this new team over here, this young and up-and-coming coach we can all – can't stop talking about how much smarter he is than everybody else. He's so smart. And the Dolphins are so fast. And I go to Philadelphia and tell me what happens. A real defense <laughs> and a real, sure enough, offense just as talented as you are. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins are a great story, but they're not there yet. The Eagles are there. All right. And then he said, uh, he said, I knew the Saints couldn't lose. <laughs> Is that, is that what made it great, Jake? <clears throat> he said, also great commentary on the game Saturday. Matt, thanks so much, Jake. I appreciate it very much. Ready Teddy texts the show. He's ready. Listen to the Elvis version of the song, Ready Teddy. You're going to like it. 
He said, Sean Preston is a football player. Man, he is. And, you know, he's played a lot of years for State. He's one of these super senior guys. And, you know, he's, he began playing significant snaps really early in his career. So he's got a ton of experience. He's had times where he's banged up. But super underrated player for State's defense. Kind of hidden this year because they've been bad in a lot of places. He's really the lone experience they have at safety. And... um I mean, you know, he's so he's been good for him. Uh, he's a guy. He and and Buki Watson and Jet, those three seniors, are the most consistent players State has on its defense all year. Even in those games earlier, where you know they couldn't get pressure and they couldn't keep people from throwing it on the edge, those guys have been pretty consistent. And Sean is is part of that group also for sure. And and he had a heck of a game the other day, as you clearly saw. MSU 1980 says, Matt, I was amazed that State was able to get the win at Arkansas. I told my wife before the game that I gave us a 5% chance to win. I felt like Arkansas would play well being at home after so many away games. A win makes me have a new perspective. Well, winning just cures everything. It really does, and it covers a lot of things. You know, That's why it's the job of the coaches to never really get too up and too down. Um, but you know, win or lose because – Sometimes you lose, it makes things look worse than it is. And sometimes you win, it makes things look better than it really is. But their job is to see it for what it is. I felt the same way, MSU 1980. I'm telling you, I looked like an idiot, (laughs) according to some of the folks I talked to. Because I told them, I said, you know, the way Arkansas plays on offense, the fact that they're at home for the first time in a month, they've been competitive on the road against teams that State hasn't been competitive against at home State's defense hasn't been able to stop anyone. I mean, State, for State to win the game, I told people, for State to win the game, I think they're going to have to win it in a shootout. They're going to have to score 40 points. <laughs> I mean, it just could not have been more opposite. Nobody saw that game happening the way that it did. That shows you what predictions are worth, no matter who's saying it or what we think. Just, you know, the game will do that to you sometimes. I didn't see it either. Gill in Denver, Colorado, says you need to replace that Chiefs hat with some Broncos gear. Look right here, Gill. <laughs> Chiefs. I got a Chiefs. I got a chop on here on this soundboard somewhere. Just for moments like this, I don't know what happened to it. It's on here though. I promise. <laughs> if I could pull it up and find it right now, I'd hit it. I just can't find it. Here it is. He says. Uh, <laughs> He says, let's say State gets to six wins and the bowl streak continues. Uh, but the team continues to struggle. Are we coach shopping next year? I, you know, Gil, it's probably just a question for somebody else, honestly. I don't really get into the – until it becomes obvious that they're going to do something one way or the other, I don't get into a whole lot of the speculation on firing coaches. Um, uh, so – Probably just wrong show for that. I, you know, and again, what do they want? You know, you say we'll get to six wins, get to a bowl game. What was the threshold? Eight, eight wins. You keep your job first year. I mean, we got to see how it looks. So I, I can't answer that right now. Those, those kinds, those kinds of conversations and answers, honestly, are for other people and other shows. And there's plenty of it out there. I can't stand all that stuff. Spanky texts the show and says, 
<laughs> Did Miss Terry Saban talk to the Alabama team at halftime? Bama came out rolling. Boy, did they ever. I was listening to that as I drove back from Fayetteville. I listened to the uh, Alabama broadcast. Eli Gold and Tyler Watts, he's doing color for him this year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just the way it sounded to them, you know, the way they portrayed it is that Tennessee had all the momentum in the first half, every ounce of it, and Alabama, starting with the second play, really the first play. First play of the second half was a good play. But really the second play, they hit it for a touchdown, Tyler Watts said something like, hey, this crowd is totally behind them now. And from that moment on, it was just a downhill, you know, free sailing to the wind. Like that whole thing flipped on them at halftime. I don't know how, how they made it happen. I don't know what they said. Robert in Tennessee, Texas show, and says, Matt, in all my years watching football, I've never seen more snap replications by the defense this season. Next week will be very loud at Auburn. I hope we have a backup plan for our snap counts, as you mentioned. He says, when you were a quarterback at State, did you ever have issues with the snap count crowd noise? Honestly, Robert, and, you know, I played in a lot of games across four years of my career. And the only time that I can remember there being a, an, an issue with noise was I was a freshman. It was my freshman. It was actually the first game I ever started in college. We were at South Carolina. It was 1996. It was a game that we won, but it was a four-point game. We had a four-point lead late in the fourth quarter, and we were backed up close to the end zone in front of those South Carolina students. And that was the one I remember where it was so loud we were having a hard time saying the play in the huddle loud enough for everyone to hear. And there was a few guys I had to tell it to them individually because we couldn't get enough heads in there. That's how loud it But that's the only time in my career that I remember. And some stadiums are bigger now, but that's the only one that I can remember where we had a noise issue. The only one. Somebody texted the show and said, is Chris Parsons officially redshirted? Do we have a chance of seeing him this year? Well, I don't know. He's been a little banged up and not 100% healthy. You know, I would think at this point you'd try to redshirt him if you can. And the other day, uh, the the depth chart was Mike Wright and uh, at one, and the number two quarterback was the former walk-on from Tupelo, uh, Jake Ware, who I'm going to tell you now, Jake's a good football player. He's, you know, 6'1-ish, 6'2-ish, somewhere in there, 200-plus. He's a legit 4'6 guy, so he runs really well, and he throws it well. Back in the spring, he was uh, State's second-best passer in the quarterback group in the spring, second only to Will Rogers. So kick and play if he has to get in there. He just hasn't played yet. It would be his first time. Nunya says defensive aggression on the blitz made all the difference. They were aggressive, right? Willing to place a man and getting away with it. And that's the other thing. I said, so KJ didn't, you could tell he didn't really trust all of his teammates. Well, an evidence of that is the defense is loading up, bringing people from different places, and I'm not getting it out in time against some one-on-one stuff out here. Like, I don't trust a guy to be open. I'm not turning it loose, right? We don't really know where we are. You know, with each other. And you could see some of that. Hey, good Texas show said, if State's defense continues to play like it did this game, do you think Matt Brock will keep his job? Well, I mean, I think the answer is yes. Yeah, and if they play like that. You know, and again, some teams are just going to be better. I expect Auburn's offense to be harder to defend this week than Arkansas's was, right? Kentucky's will be harder to defend than Arkansas's was. Ole Miss's offense will be harder to defend than uh, – so, I mean, some of it's who you're playing and, and what mood they're in that day. 
uh, for sure. Here's a text from Jerry uh, who says, do you cover the SEC or are you just a state program? Or program, meaning this show. He says, I've listened to you quite a bit the last week, and I've never heard you mention anything really about Ole Miss. He said, if you are, that's fine. If it works for you, and I know where your bread is buttered, but I was under the impression you covered the SEC and Mississippi sports. Signed, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry, I would say, you know, I'm mostly state guy, right? Because I go to state games, uh, call those games, I see those games. I don't even get to see Ole Miss play very much. That's just the honest truth. And what you can get, Jerry, is this. You know, I will give you an honest answer. So, like, if you ask me something about Ole Miss, I'll tell you, I don't know. If I do know, I'll tell you. <laughs> but what I'm not, what I don't do, or I try not to do, is to sit here and try to placate you and pretend to you that I know stuff I don't know, like every other show out there. And, Jerry, you got plenty to choose from, some even locally depending on where you live, where they will pretend to know things they don't really know. They'll pretend to care about things they don't really care about. That's just not what I do. Okay, so this time of year, I travel to, I go to every home and away game. I'm in the booth for State. I see every place State plays. I like State. I played at State. I went to school at State. I'm a State guy. Now, when I see Ole Miss, we can talk about it. I ain't even hardly seen them play. Like, I listened I had to listen to the Auburn broadcast of the Ole Miss game as I drove home the other night. So I'm not going to get on here and pretend to you that I know what the heck I'm I hadn't even seen him play. I didn't even watch him against Auburn. If I had, we might talk about it. But, yeah, about, you know, I'm a state guy. No bones about it. If that's not good enough, you got plenty of people to choose from that either know Ole Miss or pretend to know Ole Miss. And I'll just be honest with you. If that's good enough for you, I, that's good enough for me. All right, more. Stick around. Here we go. Hey, whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game, you're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. Kind of a novel idea, isn't it? Uh, it's kind of a novel idea, and that is only talking about things you either know or have seen <laughs> or experienced. <laughs> uh, somebody texted the show and said the only reason State won is because the receiver didn't get set. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say the only reason, but it's sure as heck a big reason, right? And do you remember why he didn't get set? See, it's really not as much about the receiver. Here, let me let you in on a secret. The receiver, who you're saying like the receiver didn't get set, the receiver was doing exactly what he was supposed to do. The quarterback was doing exactly what he was supposed to do. They line up, they get the play call, the receiver goes out there to run to his position and, and motion to the, you know, to the official, whether he's on or off the line, and then he looks at the you know, and is ready for the play. Once he looks in, he's ready, and then the quarterback realizes we're all set. Okay, snap my hands, clap my hands, and we go. Here's the problem. The quarterback wasn't looking for the snap. The quarterback was looking at the receiver because he wasn't set. He was still getting out there, and the ball hits him in the leg, and the ball snapped. The same snap infraction stuff that was going on on the goal line. So we don't credit the receiver for the penalty that saved the game. 
he wasn't set because the quarterback hadn't called for the ball yet. It got snapped early the same way it did about eight times on a goal line coming off because something was that somebody somehow was replicating a snap count and it was throwing it off down there on the line of scrimmage. That's what it was. And uh, you're right. Okay, by virtue of not being said, it's illegal motion, so the play doesn't count, so they can't pick it up and score. Because you could see the way that Arkansas is going to have to win this game is with a defensive score, a special team score, right? You could see. Of course, it kind of felt the same way for State. Um, long text here from an unnamed texture says positives. We won. The defense showed up. Weather was gorgeous. Man, was it not beautiful? Fans were nice to us visitors. Stadium views and the scenery on the drive up. Really beautiful country up there. Oh, man. And look, wouldn't you love to be there in northwest Arkansas in about two or three more weeks from right now? I mean, the trees had just begun to think about changing. I'll be honest with y'all. They're, like, if you come to North Mississippi and look around at your trees, the ones in northwest Arkansas are really not that much farther along in their process of changing colors than they are here. I was surprised by that. So give it a couple of weeks. It'd really be nice up there. Somebody said, I was surprised by, excuse me, I was surprised by the hills on campus. Wowzer, that was a height. Yes, you got to walk up a pretty steep hill to get to the stadium. Said, also surprised by how muted the stadium seemed. Confirm my belief that MSU has a fantastic game day atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, states, you get a bunch of people in that stadium. You don't even have to have it full. And states' game day atmosphere is is better than a lot of others, even some bigger stadiums. Arkansas is one of those. Now, I will tell you, when they're good and they get it full, and you know, it, it can be rocking. Uh, but it was pretty benign the other day for sure. And he sent me a picture. They parked on the street that's called Bulldog Boulevard. I didn't even know. They got a street on campus called Bulldog Boulevard. Stadium Drive. I draw, drove all up and down Stadium Drive while I was out there. For sure. Well, as you can imagine, lots of comments and texts to get to. First, though, Jason in Flagstaff is hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line being patient. Jason, thanks for calling. What's up? Uh, nothing much. I told old Beaver there that I had a case of the Red R's, and okay. it's about all these people wanting to fire the coaches. Yeah. I, I just can't take it anymore. Um, <laughs> well, let's Go back about six months to when, as you call them, the mushy-headed media was telling everybody that transitioning from the disaster of losing Coach Leach was going to be easy and that anything under seven or eight wins is a disappointment. Now that this, the season has started and that transition was not going to be easy, the same people are floating the idea the state needs to start firing coaches. And everybody, at least online, seems to be buying that garbage. And I'm here to tell people that you are being drug around by the nose by content creators. They are no <laughs> different than your national news people. They don't know what they're talking about. They are floating stuff to get you to listen, and you're falling for it. I will hang up and listen. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> yeah, y'all need to listen to Jason every now and then. He's got his head screwed on straight, and he's right. You know, just think for yourself. You know, think for yourself and um, be able to have some independent thought. You know, uh, 
if you are, here's what I would say to you. This ties in perfectly with what Jason just said. No matter what walk of life you're from as a sports fan, where you grew up, your ethnicity, your background, socioeconomic status, that does not matter. Your age does not matter. Whether you're a young sports fan, whether you're old and been following sports for 50, 60 years, that doesn't matter. Begin to think this way. Think about this. You ought to take a little bit of, a, of offense, personally, to a media person claiming to be an opinion maker. You individually, I'm just giving you advice. I'm just giving you something to think about. you got to make your own mind up. You as an individual sports fan, don't let, I, if I were you, I wouldn't let somebody form your opinion for you. And I certainly wouldn't let somebody walk around like a rooster in the hen yard pretending as though they're, I am the leading opinion maker. If you listen to me, I'm going to form your opinion for you. Uh, that needs to be a big red flag right there. Don't let somebody form your opinion for you. Think. Listen. Just start right there. Generally, if you start right there, you start to grab onto that a little bit. Rebel just a little bit against the groupthink that's out there. It, you, it's like, I don't know, there's a whole new world available to you that you might not have considered before. On the Murray West Live thread, go to murraywest.com, contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi, doing business statewide, have been since 1996, murraywest.com, M-U-R-R-Y, west.com. Will says there were several plays where the TV announcers showed that all the Arkansas receivers ran their routes and sat down. No running to get open and help KJ. It was really bad play on the Arkansas wide receivers. Yeah, you know, as a whole, right? And, and some of that is, okay, are we running a very elementary offense where I'm being told, hey, you run a curl route at 12. Yeah, but what if they – no, you run the curl route. Even if I'm covered, I – yeah, even if you're covered, you run the curl route. <laughs> See, and that's like the opposite of the air raid concepts under Mike Leach, right? There was no such thing as you in that offense running a correct route where you're covered. It's, it, who cares what the play call is? If you run to coverage you're, and get covered, you're wrong, no matter what we call it. <laughs> See, so like there's this – and then having all that built in where it can work. and So that would lead to some of the times where he's hanging on the football, right? There's nowhere to go with it. Danny commented on the Murray West live thread on Facebook and said – I'm convinced the announcers calling the game on ESPN were Arkansas grads. <laughs> we hear that a lot, right? Uh, Will came back and he also said, he says, I like our chances more after watching both us and Auburn. Run defense looked good for us, and Auburn is about as one-dimensional as they get right now. No passing attack at all for them. And then Jimmy said, that's a great-looking Natchez Trace hat in the Murray West commercial. Yeah, like if you watch the live stream, you'll see that. Um, I got two or three hats uh, from them. One of them has got the MW on the front for Murray West, but it kind of looks like it means Matt Wyatt. <laughs> so I've had fun with that, claiming that it's my logo. It's actually Murray West logo. But, yeah, the Natchez Trace hat, kind of the, 
the muted camo front panel with that uh, uh, Natchez Trace Parkway patch right on the front. You know, and it's not the hunter green, so I don't look like a park ranger, you know. So, yeah, I like them. Thanks for noticing that. Let me get back over here. Uh, Tim comments on the country-pleasing text line. Country-pleasing sausage all around the southeast. Tim comments and says, State kept four on the defensive line all day. That defensive end made life hard for KJ. and hope they use that strategy next week. Thorne holds the ball too long. Well, they, I'm just telling you, we'll put the film on. Deontay Anderson, Don Terry Russell before he got hurt. I sure hope he's going to be okay because he's been playing good football um, since getting on the field because of injury. You know, they didn't even play him early in the year, hardly. Um, Demonte Russell. But I thought Anderson had a good game. State was just a little more physical on the front, and that sort of compounded the, the issues that Arkansas was having for sure. Well, look here, man. Hour one is in the books quick. We got some stuff to get into in hour two. More of your comments, opinions, phone calls, and otherwise. Statistically, what did that game remind you of on Saturday? Seven to three. I'll give you one. We'll compare that. I'll let you hear what it sounded like with Neil Price on the radio. And then we'll kick it around the other SEC games, look at scores. And see what you think about all these others, too. That's all coming up in Hour 2, right here in the Bureau. Stick around.